Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Hoops Cast. I am your host, Jacob, a.k.a. Rusty Buckets, joined by my co-host, Muhammad, a.k.a. Mojo99. Say what's up, Mojo. What's up? What's up? So, after our last episode was deleted, first one being my fault, second one being Mojo's, uh... We still wanted to talk about free agency and cover our thoughts on that, but instead of just giving our raw thoughts, we decided we would do a Q&A uh, with free agency questions. So that's what we're going to go with. So we're just going to go back and forth between the questions we got on our community post. You can uh, start first, Mojo. Let's start with this Tobias Harris question. Do you think Tobias Harris will be a better fit with the Sixers now that Jimmy left? And I say I give a hell yes to that. The thing about the Sixers was that, like, with all that, like, all that damn fire, firepower that they had on their team this previous season, like, it wasn't a, like, it wasn't a bad fit at all. But like, it, the, the fluidity I feel like wasn't there on their offense. And now that Jimmy is out of there, and they have a guy like Josh Richardson who doesn't really need to be ball dominant to be like successful at all. I think that gives Tobias a much bigger opportunity to assert himself in the offense because before, because um, when Jimmy was there, he would, would he would just be like floating around, you know, to me at least, and he wouldn't be really utilized completely well. So I feel like his scoring, his, his scoring will go up a lot higher now that Jimmy's gone, and he'll just be a lot more aggressive. Yeah, there need him to be because of how much talent was on that damn team. There was like so many shots to go around so as a result of that i think uh he just really got delegated to being just a stretch for which uh, is limiting of his abilities how do you think d'angelo russell will fit into golden state system i think it's good to mention that uh we don't know for sure that he's even going to play in the golden state system i think he fits perfectly you know he's on that team he's the best iso player and i'm not hearing what anybody has to say Okay, I feel like um sure. yeah he's he's not the best ISO player. I mean I guess he's Curry not... isn't the greatest ISO player in the world, but I still think he's better than D'Angelo Russell. At ISO specifically, like I like straight up getting buckets, one on one buckets. I don't think he's the best player on that team when it comes to that. He's obviously second best, but better than D'Lo at that. Nah, that shit dead to me. Cause I feel like Curry's his move. He has moves and shit like that, but. When it, but it. like when a defender is breathing down on his neck, I feel like Delo has Delo has a, the um the size too to really like take advantage over most guys as well. So, anyways, yeah, I feel like the fit the fit is good. I feel like they're gonna fit really well. The only thing that you know everybody worries about is defense on that team. Those man, they can't even get, those two can't guard a fly, and they're screwed when it comes to that. But other than that, their offense is gonna be is gonna work really well if he does end up playing because D'Lo really has no weakness offensively. Steph Curry isn't bad defensively when he has a smart defensive team around him. But uh, D'Angelo Ru- going from Kevin Durant to D'Angelo Russell in your starting lineup will definitely be a re- will definitely reduce your defense. In terms of offense, I think there is a concern that D'Angelo Russell needs the ball to be effective more than Kevin Durant did like a lot of Durant scoring came out of you know like a pick and pop or like getting it in the post real quick and making a move he wasn't like you know dominating the ball like I think D'Angelo Russell will and I think as a result of that Stephen Curry is going to have to be a little bit more on 
off ball than he has been in the past. Uh, you know, he's been whoa, 50, 50 no, whoa, that's crazy. It's no, true. I, I, I think it's been like 70 30 recently. I, I don't think I don't agree with that right there. I think he's been like 70 30 recently. There's like, I don't like looking at stats and shit like that, but there's like, if you look at the stats about Curry's um, off ball, on ball, fucking. Mm-hmm. Um, Comparisons—they're—they're they're literally lopsided like shit. He's way more of an off-ball player than on-ball player. I say he's not a like um. I, I said off-ball, on-ball. Yeah, I said that he's not a great ISO player for a reason. I feel like like since like Curry, I'm mean, not Curry. Curry got there, like that part of his game has been like slowly, slowly being like hidden, you know, almost as the almost as each year goes by. Wait, so you said so, he's seventy percent off-ball? That's how I feel, yeah. I mean, the Warriors system has never been built around guys who just pound the shit out of the ball. So, mm-hmm. Curry hasn't been like Dur- like that. Durant hasn't been like that. Klay Thompson, who dribbles like a third I mean, grader, yeah, well, obviously. Well, well, let's relax. Hasn't. Durant? Durant hasn't been like that in the Warriors system. I mean, there's like there's so many upper there's so many like dude, don't you do you like do you did you forget like all the Warriors fans bitching at one point whenever Durant like took a whole bunch of shots and he was like breaking them, but whenever like um he was on, which was like this past playoff series, all the Warriors fans they they relied on him way too much, you know. I'm not talking about who's shooting the ball. I'm just talking about their system is not ran with like a bunch of like guys just dribbling the shit out of the ball all day long. Okay. Like sure, Kevin you. Durant gets a lot of shots, but he gets them within the system for the most part, or just in an isolation. And he's not really a, a guy that you know, dribbles a million times in an isolation like James Harden does. Um, oh yeah, I got you. But like with D'Angelo Russell, he's definitely way more ball dominant than anybody who's been on this four years team. So. I think they'll be do a lot more pick and roll stuff because D'Angelo Russell is a fantastic pick and roll player. I think they'll do more ISO stuff with him, and I think Steph Curry is going to be more off ball, and that's you know going with him actually playing. There's a good chance that he gets traded. Um, I'm not sure why okay. they're going that route. You. Yeah, I don't understand that either. I feel like they they should keep him rather if they were to trade him. I know you've seen, like, the um, Timberwolves rumors, and it's just, like, if you, like, trade him to a team like the Timberwolves, do you really want that man, like, Robert Covington back? Like, is it really is it really that serious, you know? Uh, I can understand wanting Robert Covington and just trying to run it back to what they did in 2016. Bro, for D'Lo, though? That's yeah, crazy. I, mean, I would get some, crazy. I would try and get some draft picks back. Uh, and try to make more moves out of those, and maybe get out of a, get out of a contract or two. But um, man, I under Honestly, I would understand trading D'Lo for Robert Covington and like two Minnesota picks with some protections on them, um, and then flipping steep. those picks, uh, flipping those picks for some other good players. Because I just think. I don't think D'Angelo Russell is great for the Warrior system, and if they intend to keep going with the system that they have been, uh, D'Angelo Russell is not going to fit well. Um, 
if they if they're willing to change it up, then I think this is unnecessary. But if they want to stick to what they've done in the past, a fantastic three and D wing like Robert Covington would be an upgrade to what Harrison Barnes was in the Warriors. And then you just hope that Stephen uh. Clay can be what they were in 2016, and Draymond Green can be good again, or really good again. He was good in the playoffs, but regular season he was pretty ass. Uh, and then you just hope you mm-hmm. can do the same shit you did in 2016. Just don't blow a 3-1 to one lead. Okay. Okay, I just feel like they'd be really underselling themselves if they give up D-Lo for Robert Covington and two picks. I feel like they get way more than that out, for, out of D-Lo. What I do think will be actually a big benefit of Kevin Durant leaving is that... Um, if you look at the Warriors' like defensive ratings the past couple of years, they have steadily dipped to where last season the Warriors were a middle-of-the-pack defensive team, despite having mm-hmm. a fan- fantastic defensive personnel. And I think a lot of that came from complacency. They were like, well, yeah, we're course. so damn good, we don't even have to fucking try. Uh, what I think with Durant leaving, there'll be more of a sense of urgency, and they'll be like, well, shit, we actually have to try now. So they're going to be a much no. better defensive team, especially if they were to trade for Robert Covington. If they stick with D'Lo, I'm guessing they'll be about middle of the pack again. They'd be so fucking fun to watch offensively. But you know who, 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 who we should like really pay attention to and who should like who deserves a lot of pressure on their neck on that roster? Draymond Green. Draymond Green, Green. yeah, I was just about to say. Yes, that dumb bitch, you, it's your fault. You're one of the reasons why he's gone. I want. I need to see at least like, if he don't give me like 16, bitch, you can kiss my ass about a max. He's not even worth a max, to be honest to me. But what do you What do you think he's like worth? What would you pay him? Uh, he's gonna try to finesse you out of the bag. <laughs> seventeen to eighteen mil, but not long term. He's not. I don't think he's accepting seventeen to eighteen. Then he's going somewhere else. I'm so tired of this logic that it's like, well, the player won't take that. Then he can fucking kick rocks. Stop overpaying you, for you, these dudes. I don't know. I think for Draymond, for like in this like this error for Draymond, you have to do it. And I feel if you're not going to pay him 17 to 18 mil, someone will do that. Some dumbass team will do it, and they're going to regret it. Because it's not going to work like like it worked on the Warriors. Yeah, whatever. Good for Draymond Green if he gets that money. But I'm just thinking, <laughs> if I'm a GM in the league, I don't understand why so many GMs are just so willing to fork over 25% of their salary cap for a dude who doesn't deserve it simply because if they don't do it, then they won't come. Then let them not come to the team. It's not rocket science. Just don't overpay for dudes. Yeah, I think Draymond is one of those like rare, like rare, like scenarios though, because like you know if you if you let him walk, the chances of you winning a championship significantly decrease. If you're like if you're like an organization who's like in like uh, like the Milwaukee Bucks situation, like if you they pay like Chris Middleton like thirty eight million a year. Now that something like that, like he's not like a difference made as much of a difference maker compared to Draymond and I feel like they should let him walk but, mm, but like about that uh, you, you think he's I don't know man I don't know with the word nah yeah I think he's Draymond is like more valuable but I don't think he's better than Chris Middleton I don't have a high opinion of Draymond Green but we'll just move past that we've yeah. been on this question for too damn long uh you so oh, you got yeah. you got the All next right, question turn my phone back on Zoopity-doo, boopity-boo, okay. So, 
What was that? Relax. <laughs> okay, so uh what did he do? How much value does big boy boogie have? <laughs> that boy boogie. So um you know in back I don't know if they if we got this like on the channel, the podcast channel, but like me and you were like wondering like who the fuck is gonna take that big man boogie? Like this man, you know, he's he's obviously like n- not the same. He's nowhere near close to the dude he used to be, and like defensively, he's eh, you know, and um, offensively, he's, he's more than just eh at this point. Yeah, offensively, he's just like eh, still too. And like at this age, I don't like at this age in this day in the NBA, I don't know who's willing to take that risk. I like remember um, I remember like I threw out the Spurs. Like potentially like wanting him, wanting someone like him, you know, because they could get something good out of him. But I'm not sure like with how much money he he'd be like ready to take, and like also like what team is gonna like try, what team is gonna risk that? So are we talking value on the court or value in dollars? Both. I was talking about both. Well, I'd say it depends on the team, depends on what he's looking for. I think DeMarcus Cousins has two real options this year uh, as a free agent. One, you re-sign with the Warriors or sign with some other team that can both be competitive and give you an opportunity to score. Although I think the signing of D'Angelo Russell to the Warriors is a sign that you know, originally, I think DeMarcus Cousins, the Warriors were going to be so desperate that DeMarcus Cousins was about to be the second option on that team. Oh, yeah. Just because who the fuck else is going to score the ball? Yeah. But now that they got D'Angelo Russell, he's definitely going to be a third option unless they trade him. So yeah. uh, maybe don't re-sign with the Warriors. But, like, I, if I was DeMarcus, I think, I don't know. I bet he, he's probably not willing to give up on him being a superstar again. Mm-hmm. Uh so he'll probably want to go to some team where he's not too concerned about the money, but he can showcase himself like he attempted to do last year. Yeah. Uh, if it doesn't work this year, I'm pretty sure he's just going to have to give up on being a superstar and try to be fucking like Ennis Cantor, <laughs> which is sad, which is sad, <laughs> but so, it's kind of so the reality. This boy said Ennis Cantor. Yeah, it's kind of the truth, though. It's kind of the truth. I was I said that Charlotte would be a really good option for him, oh, but that was before that's Kemba a, that's got That's such traded. a Charlotte move too, to be honest, man. They fuck around <laughs> and turn around and sign someone like Demarcus. Yeah, they did that shit with Dwight Howard. Yeah, like, right, just leave that man alone. <laughs> okay, with Kemba going to Boston and Kyrie leaving, does this mean that if Boston has a great year with Kemba, that it reflect reflects poorly on Kyrie and or the Hornets? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it does reflect poorly on Kent, on Kyrie, but, like, not, like, it's in, like, to me, we all knew, like, we all know that Kemba's not, like, a better player than Kyrie whatsoever. If you do, you're smoking crack, you're smoking all types of drugs. I think he might be a better fit yeah. for Boston yeah, than fit, Kyrie that's was, all. just because their personality. Exactly, fit, that's all, that's literally it. No one's gonna, no one should diminish Kyrie's, like, his talent or whatever and like i know Celtics fans are going to try to say that shit but like nba fans like us nah nah if anything that just screams to us that Kyrie's um Kyrie he he um 
he's not he's not like the ideal person to have in that type of locker room in that type of situation with multiple young players. He's on not the ideal rise. to have on a young team. Yeah, that's it. That's all. Yeah, guy like Kemba though, for sure, for sure, I think he is because he he dealt with, he dealt with a lot of young players on his team like throughout, throughout his whole career. Like Bum ass. Yeah, player. half of the time the Hornets were like in the um in the in the lottery. Yeah. Um. I mean, for, as far as how it reflects on the Hornets, my opinion of the Hornets cannot get any lower than it already is. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. Yeah. Um. And in terms of how it reflects on Kyrie, I don't think again like the opinion of Kyrie coming out of Boston is not a high one already. So. Uh. I don't think you can't really blame anything with what happened with Kyrie and Boston this year on anyone but Kyrie Irving. Yeah. So Kemba Walker going there and having a great season doesn't really change anything. It just kind of proves what we already knew. Yeah. So I don't think that really affects anything. I also don't think Kemba going to Boston is good for either side, but that's a topic for a video, yeah. not a podcast. Honestly, I feel like that man should have went to the Clippers or something. But obviously, since Kawhi has everything on everybody on hostage, then <laughs> that's not gonna happen. But um, okay. Next question: If if Kawhi leaves to the Lakers, do you lose respect for him as a basketball player, similar to the KD move? Except it's worse because he won a championship there. First of all, yeah, top of question. I literally got that same exact question. Really? Like someone copy and pasted it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So okay, here's my thing. Kawhi, he don't. He literally, it's nowhere near close to the situation that KD was because KD lost to a team. He got his ass whipped to a team, and then he joined the team. He went to be best buddies with them. If he, if Katie like won a championship, then like went to the Warriors. Still, it would be a little weird, but like nobody could like slander him like that at all to me. Because when you win it, when you once you win that championship, championships like the most valuable thing in the NBA. You prove you show your worth, and um, you show like what type of player you are. And you don't after you do that, you don't owe nobody anything to me. You know, and that's literally that's literally has literally nothing to do with like. It's no way in hell, shape, or form similar to the KD situation at all. I feel like his the respect level the respect level should be at an all time high for Kawhi, regardless of what he does, because he already did what a lot of people wanted him to do, and that's win a championship. You, you know, there's no more respect that can be gained if he. To me, yeah, there's no more respect that can be gained for for Kawhi after what he just did. You know. I mean, I don't. Uh... I don't think I would... I would lose a little respect. I don't think I would... uh, It's definitely nowhere near on par of Kevin Durant's move. Yeah. But I definitely wouldn't have a whole lot of respect for the titles that he wins in terms of his legacy. Just like I didn't have a whole lot of respect for Kevin Durant's titles in terms of his legacy. Mm -hmm. Like, I... I'll understand the decision. I mean, I, I if you're in his position, it is hard to turn down that offer. Yeah. Like, hey, do you want three free championships while going to the city that you wanted to play in for a max contract? And do you want it to be easy that whole time? Like, I understand why dudes make these decisions. I just am not really going to respect it all that much. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah, honestly, and honestly, like, it's like, who are, like, they don't, those dudes don't need our respect at all, they, they, they should, like, they don't give two fucks about what we think, anyway, so it's like, it, it's whatever, you know, it's whatever. You know, I, Kevin Durant gives two fucks oh, well, he's... about what people think, but Kawhi Leonard sure as shit doesn't. I don't know if Kawhi Leonard cares what Kawhi Leonard thinks. Yeah, <laughs> honestly, dude, he's about, he's, he's about to say whatever, he's gonna say yes to whatever his uncle says. <laughs> Alright, well, I got two questions that said, should the Suns go for D-Lo and why Suns no get D-Lo? What? Um, oh, well, okay. <laughs> Man. <laughs> two different people. Okay. Uh, the Suns can the Suns cannot get D'Angelo Russell anymore. They spent all of their fucking money on Ricky Rubio, mm-hmm. which is uh, dumb. <laughs> They're paying him like eighteen million dollars a year. That is, that is a that is a contract that did not get enough people talking about how stupid it was. Wait, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait! You said Ricky 18? Rubio's. Yeah. What, eight? Yeah, they paid him three year, fifty two million. Damn, that's a lot. That's a lot. But honestly, like, let me do the math on that. I'm pretty sure it's like eighteen. Damn. I'm, I'm I fucking passed my last math class with a D minus. So oh, give me some man. slack. That is a lot of money, but honestly... Uh, 17.3. That is a lot of money, but honestly, like, Ricky Rubio, if we, like, really think about it, he is a better fit than D'Lo on the Suns. But, you know, as, uh, as, on, like, as for potential, like... Uh, yeah, not even close. Yeah, it's not even close. They'd be a much better team with D'Lo. Ricky Rubio is, like, a 10 to $12 million player. But from his perspective, you damn well better be play- paying me five to seven million dollars more if you want to play in fucking Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, you damn right about that. On the money. But yeah, they cannot get D'Angelo Russell, so that question is, uh, okay, you know, so, there you go. Next question. You, you you might be triggered by this one. Will the Knicks? Will the Knicks? Uh-oh. The New York Knicks get Giannis in twenty twenty one? Because they signed everyone to two year deals, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just like they were gonna get fucking Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard, sure. Yeah, that's like, dude. How many times? How much are Knicks? Are how many? How many times are the Knicks and Knicks fans just gonna bet all of their fucking chips on free agency? How long can you do that before you just figure out that it's not gonna fucking work? Honestly, dude. Honestly, like, the, uh, man, like the Knicks. Like, why? First of all, why would? Out of every single NBA player, Giannis would be, like, one of the last people to be, like, fleeced and, like, finessed off of the big market lifestyle that New York brings. You know, that shit, is, is, if anything, it'd be a yeah, turn off to And that's all him. they have to offer. Yeah, that's literally all. That's all they have to offer. And if anything, that'd be a the turn Bulls, off to him. The Bulls, and this is... Man, relax. The Bulls, something <laughs> I'm going to talk about, would actually have a solid team to offer. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That. I mean, that's that's fair. I think they would have a solid team to be like, "Hey, man, we can help you win." Wait. So, okay. Uh, I mean, I want to touch on this real quick. I think. So, like, okay. What, okay. So, what would, what would the starting lineup? What would, what could the starting lineup potentially be with you know? Giannis uh, would yeah, have to play small forward, which is not <laughs> ideal, but it it, it would be. We'd have two seven footers, a guy who's six ten, and then a six yeah, and then two six five guards. Yeah, I'd be a big team. But here's my logic, and if you, mm-hmm. I'll have a video on this explaining it in more in depth. But my logic is, 
I don't think the Bucks have a great long-term future. I think they kind of fucked themselves with Chris Middleton, but I understand why they did it. I mean, there's no real avenue for them to get another superstar or even star-level talent without... Uh, I don't even think there is yeah, a, a route with so trading Middleton. Because I don't think anyone wants that contract. <laughs> they are kind of stuck... <laughs> They're stuck where they are now for the foreseeable future and if this team is not good enough to win Giannis a championship I think the Bulls in two years could be like a fifth seed level team where they're very solid but they're a team that is in need of a superstar we'll have uh, Zach Levine and um uh, Laurie Markkinen, who will be both second and third options. I don't know who's second and who's third, but that doesn't fucking matter. Who are second and third option level players, but we just need a first option. So the Bulls would be a team that needs a superstar, and Giannis would be a superstar that needs a team. And Thomas Sadoransky and, uh, what's his name? Fucking uh, Thad Young. Both of the third year of their contracts are non-guaranteed, and I think the only other guy, yeah, the only other guy that we would have to pay, mm-hmm. which would be in that off season, uh, would be Lori <laughs> oh Markin. Because we got Zach Levine on a long-term contract uh, for three more years, which I guess is not that long-term, but whatever. And then we got. Uh, we have Wendell's would still be on his rookie contract with two years left. Uh, Kobe White would still be on his rookie contract. And Otto Porter Jr.'s contract would be expired. So we would have a max slot. I think we could make a good pitch. I'm not saying it'll happen, but I think the Bulls could very well have a okay. case. That's respectable. I respect you on that. But you know what I'm saying? Hey, man, you be on my ass about fucking John Collins and shit like that. When we got to talk about Wendell Carter Jr., his shot better be magnificent if you want that to be a real thing. I think he'll be an okay three-point shooter. He won't okay. be great. But Kobe will be a good shooter. Zach will be a great shooter. Lori will be a great shooter. I think that's yeah, enough shooting. They're... And I think we would have enough money to bring back Otto Porter Jr. just on a better contract, and he'd be a hell of a six-man oh, if he's shit. willing to do that. Forget... But more likely <laughs> than not... forgetting about him. More likely than not, he, more likely than not, he okay. would be gone. Because I doubt he would want to come yeah. out with the Next bench. question. Can the Timberwolves uh, trade Wiggins so they can open cap for Kawhi? Fuck no. Next question. Yeah. Next question. Nope. Nope. Alright. Let me... You know, let me you know, a dumb me, question. Let me give you a real question. A better uh, question. Alright. Alright. Yes. Let me... Scrolly, Okay. Um... You gotta stop <laughs> with these fucking words. Possible surprise teams. I guess he means possible surprise teams. Teams that uh, can surprise people um, in the upcoming season. Well, considering the offseason is not done yet, um, I'm just going to, like, uh, as of now, with what we have to work with, I'd say, I don't know, maybe the, the Indiana Pacers. Because they have a... I don't think anything they do would be that big of a surprise. I think they could get up to like a third seed, considering uh, like depending think, on where like Kawhi goes. Obviously, if Kawhi's like a, if he's still in Toronto, then the Indiana Pacers are in no third seed. But if he leaves, then that opens up the doors for them a lot. I think there are some pretty high odds that 
just point Justice Winslow and Bam Adebayo have breakout years, and doing that next to Jimmy Butler, I would not be surprised if the Heat just became okay. like <laughs> a fifth seed. I'm Man. hoping it doesn't happen. Because I think that would keep mm-hmm. the Bulls out of the playoffs if that happened. Because I think the Pistons will definitely be better than the Bulls oh, this year. Oh, yeah. Pistons. Um, I want to talk about them, too. I don't think the Pistons would be a surprise team. I think they're going to be about what do I, ex- what I yeah, expect is like a six or seven seed. And it shouldn't be a surprise um, at all because all the players that they're getting are like certified, solid, solid dudes. I think they'll be a little better this year than last. Like I think they'll definitely be like a secure playoff team, but not... You know, not fighting for it at the end of the season like they were. But um, mm-hmm. I think the Miami Heat could be surprising. I would, uh, I think Justice, I'm very high on Justice Winslow. I like him being a point forward. Um, mm-hmm. Average four assists this year, given that opportunity. Uh, Goran Dragic is still pretty solid. Um, What's his name with the long hair? Kelly. He's a good three-point shooter, stretch four. I think they can be good. I think they have a solid starting lineup. Uh, What's his name? Um, I just fucking said his name. What is it? Goran Dragic, Jimmy Butler, Justice Winslow, Kelly Olenek, and Bam Adebayo. I think that's a solid starting five. Oh, didn't they, like... They traded for someone. They just they didn't they just like make oh they have Myers Myers Leonard too yeah yeah he no, wouldn't he I don't think he's better than Kelly so and um I think Tyler Harrow I, I've watched some of his summer league highlights I think that dude's gonna be a stud like he's gonna be really yeah good. he yeah, he's, he he's just has part of my so much video. he has so much confidence like it you know is who, you it know is, who it reminds me of who you know what school he went to not no. Kentucky, he went right? to Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. Devin Booker. That, I've heard that comparison. Yes, but yes. his that man. The biggest thing for me is his confidence because I saw in game two he shot thirty three percent. Going into the fourth quarter, he was one for nine from three, but in that fourth mm-hmm. quarter he was bombing shots with zero fucking hesitation, and that yeah. that kind of confidence sometimes it can get out of hand if you're J.R. Smith or Terry Rozier. But I think with him, uh-huh. it's contained, and he's a smart player. He knows when to take shots and when not to. So he t- when to go for pull-ups, when not to. He just seems like a smart and confident player, and I think as long as his skills develop at an okay rate, he can be, uh, you know, ceiling. Uh, potential of uh, an all-star. Yeah, no, no I'd say ceiling is basically like ceiling is basically like Devin Booker, and then floor i think he's like a solid efficient 14 point score he will be mm-hmm. a great six man or a decent starter yeah when i was making like when my one of my last few draft videos that i made i said that, that man he should i said he's he has the potential to be an all-star and he's proven me super right so far with what he's doing in summer league but um yeah we get it mojo all your predictions are correct <laughs> let me just flex real quick <laughs> okay <laughs> next question all right, I have a good one here. Mm-hmm. How significant were Utah's moves this offseason, and where does this put them in terms of the Western Conference or just in general? Utah. Okay, so as you all know, like Utah, they, they've been like... Hello? Yo, I'm still here. Okay, I just heard... Man, I thought you were like either dying laughing or some like glass broken. That was some weird 
weird like feedback I was getting in my ear, but um okay, we're good now. So Utah. I think Utah, like considering like what they've struggled in the most which is like offense having actual firepower on their offense, man, this is kind of and kinda sounds bad. Yeah. This kind of sounds bad because, like I said, firepower. And they just added, like, Bulldog, Bogdanovich, and Mike Conley. Ain't no, like, real firepower. But, like, considering where they've been, what they've been through, that's firepower for them. So I think they're going to see a lot of improvement if, like, of course, if everybody stays healthy. And I think they're, like... I mean, they went from Ricky Rubio and Jay Crowder to Mike Conley and Bojan Bogdanovich. Like, that's definitely a huge improvement. Yeah, that's firepower for them. So, like, if everybody stays healthy, I think they're, like, Guaranteed, certified, top four, top four team in the West. Uh, let's see. Um, I think the Nuggets and the Lakers are the only two teams that I'm pretty confident saying would definitely be better than them. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the Rockets found a way to retool, I would confidently say they're third, but I can't do that right now. Yeah. Um I think Donovan Mitchell is going to benefit a lot from Mike Conley because that team was so heavily reliant on Donovan Mitchell. Mm -hmm. Pretty much all of their scoring was going through them, and as a result, Donovan was basically carrying the team's offense. Yeah, I wouldn't say he was carrying the team because the team had an unbelievable defense, but offensively, he was really the only one doing shit because no one else could create shots besides for J- Joe Ingles every once in a while. Yeah, this is really and, weird. And there was shit spacing because Jay Crowder is a mediocre three-point shooter. Ricky Rubio is a bad three-point shooter. Um, Joe Ingles is the only good three-point shooter in that starting lineup, and that's including Mitchell because Mitchell's really not all that as a three-point shooter. Now that um, now that Conley's there, I feel like his percentage, his efficiency is gonna like not skyrocket, yeah, well, but because he's gonna, gonna get more off-ball. It's gonna get more off-ball three-pointers, like catch and shoot shit. Because I, I was watching this funky diabetic video, and he said, I believe this was the stat. He said that sixty percent of Mitchell's three-pointers came off the dribble, mm-hmm. which is a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, especially for, like, an okay three-point shooter. So I think, um, you know, Mike Conley will be dribbling the ball a lot more. He'll be getting in some pick-and-rolls with Rudy Gobert. I think Mitchell will be able to be more of an off-ball player this year, and his efficiency will benefit from that. And then it'll also make it easier for Mitchell to score because there's going to be more spacing. You're not going to be able to help off of Bojan Bogdanovic like you could with Jay Crowder because Bojan's a bucket from three. A dude averaged 20 points per game this year. I don't think many people realize that. He's a very good shooter, um, and he was a good addition to the team with a you know a reason. As a third contract. option, I feel like he's gonna he's gonna feel like like a god in that role right there. They're not asking him to do too much, and they're not asking him to, to do too little either. This this perfect perfect move in my opinion. I think they'll definitely be a a good offensive team while being an amazing sure. defensive team. Which uh, they used to be an amazing defensive team with shit offense, so it's yeah, definitely a huge yeah. bump. So, next question: What are the Lakers going to do if Kawhi doesn't come? So, as we all know, like Kawhi's been holding like everybody on hostage, on hostage, and as in the making of this podcast recording, which is like uh, July fifth right now, July fifth, he hasn't um 
announced his decision yet, mm-hmm. and he might do it today. Who fucking knows? <laughs> he was saying that every other day. But like, if like at throughout this time period, I'm st- throughout this I wanna, time period. Okay, I kind of want to go, go to rant. <laughs> I am so fucking tired of these fans with air quotes <laughs> sources who are always tweeting shit. Just shut the fuck up. You're not Woj. You don't know shit. Stop pretending you do. Stop giving people false hopes. Stop reporting bullshit for clout. Nobody likes you, you fuck. There's so All many. Right, go on. This this season right here, this this season right here, this off season, and also, like, before, like, the NBA draft goes down, there's usually, like, so many, like, fake-ass sources that are out there and, like, people who claim to have, oh, sources tell me that, blah, 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 all this other bullshit. Shit's hilarious, dog. Ain't Just nobody telling you shit. Honestly, dog. It's funny because there are so many, tw- there are so many pages as well, like, basketball pages, and I follow two of them. Where they just regurgitate whatever the fuck Woj said. Like, they'll have him on notifications and tweet the same shit three seconds later and get (laughs) 50,000 likes on it. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, dog, yeah. So, okay, um, damn, what were we talking about again? I don't know, what was the question? Uh, Let me, oh yeah, what what were the uh, Lakers gonna do? Kawhi Lakers. So, as y'all know, yeah, so as y'all know, like, the Lakers are like, they're... They're, the amount of, like, good-ass role players that are available now aren't, like, it's very minimum. Very minimal. There's guys, like, they're looking at someone like TJ McConnell, who just got signed to the Pacers. Like, damn, who's going to be the starting Yo, point guard now? They might get Rondo side note. back. Did you um, know that, that the Pacers have three TJs? Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> TJ McConnell, TJ Warren, and TJ Leaf. Yeah, that's so freaking weird, but... Whatever floats their boat, man. <laughs> Shit, I, should, I might fuck around and change my name to TJ so we can get a free contact for real, for real. <laughs> but, um, like I was saying, the, the amount of guys out there that, like, who who are, like, top-tier role players, like, they're non-existent anymore in, the, in free agency. And, like, the only, like, high-quality guys out there is obviously, like, um, Danny Green. Um, Damn, I don't have a list on me. Do you have a list on you? I have a list in my head, which is Danny uh, yeah. Green, Marcus Morris, and Jamichael yeah. Green are yeah. the three biggest ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, those are, like, their only three options left to me when it comes to, like, if Kawhi doesn't sign there. And, like, <laughs> they're, they're starting to get to a point where, like, if, if like, two of these guys get signed, they're going to, like, they don't, like, absolutely need Kawhi, but, like, you know... They need him more than ever as each day goes on and if some of these guys get signed. I still think signing DeMarcus Cousins is a decent idea. Fuck no! I'm actually going to look. As a backup, as a sixth man, I think Keep it's... Keep his a, fat I, we ass talked about this here. Before. Keep his fat ass out of here. Yeah, we did. Fuck that. No! Oh, wow. The remaining free agent list is not pretty. <laughs> That's um, what I'm talking about, dude. There's like guys who ride the bench who are out there. Jabari Parker. Hell no. Contavious Caldwell Pope. Hell no. Javel McGee. I think Javel okay. McGee's fine. Yeah. Uh, Kelly Oubre. They're not gonna get him. Yeah. Yeah. Rajon Rondo. Jamal Crawford. Nick Stauskas. Uh, Ian uh, Clark. And then okay. Quinn Cook is good. Yeah, but damn, like, that's not, those are dudes, those are all dudes who who usually ride the fucking bench like shit. Yeah, there's also <laughs> Kenneth Fareed, 
Lance Stevenson, Amon Shumpert, Amon Shumpert <laughs> who isn't a terrible option. Carmelo Anthony. Hell no. And ironically, Zubots. Oh, man. Yeah, there's not many great, great options out there for them at all. They still have, like, how many do they, they, they signed someone, they signed Jared Dudley. Yeah, they just signed Jared Dudley. Yeah. So they have, like, four oh, okay, dudes. I got, I got a couple more. There's okay. also Tyus Jones, DeLon Wright, and Justin Holiday. I don't think Justin Holiday would be a bad option. I, I, I can I don't know. I don't know about him. I mean, you have you know way more about him than I do. But I, I whenever I watch him, Justin Holiday yeah. is a very streaky three point shooter. Yeah, but when he's on, he's on. They don't need none of that streaky shit. They've gone through too much streaky, freaking, um, fuck. What's that word again? Tra- trauma already this past year. So they don't need that man. I feel like either. But like if I heard if a conspiracy that was. Literally, Kawhi is like just making the Lakers wait so that they get zero <laughs> role player free agents, and uh-huh. then he can just re-sign with the Raptors without having to worry about the Lakers. Fucking dickhead! This is the ultimate dickhead. It's funny movie, as dude. shit if that's what he's doing. It is funny. It seems like that's what he's doing. You know what? I, if he doesn't I, re- if, if if he doesn't sign with the Lakers, that's honestly might have been why. If he if he like goes back to Toronto takes all this time. You know what? Then, you know what I said? I'm just trying to like a hypocrite, but I don't give a shit. You know what I said earlier about how Kawhi should, like, uh, his the amount of respect that he has, like, that people should have for him shouldn't decline or, like, um, increase or whatever? I'd lose mm-hmm. a lot of respect for that man after that because he's waiting all this time just to go back to fucking Canada. He should have went there for day one instead of fucking having the entire world on a hostage. You're just mad because it's going to make it harder for LeBron to win championship. No, I am not. Okay, so now we're going to try and speed run some of these questions so that we can get to most of them. Will Bradley Beal stay with the Wizards? How will the roster look like? Who will be their GM? (laughs) You don't have a GM, dude. What the fuck? (laughs) How will Isaiah Thomas fare in DC? And thoughts on Rui Harchamir, or however the fuck you say his name. Um, Rui's a bucket. Rui's a book, and he's going to be... He's going to shine over there regardless of what happens. Bradley Beal is going to ask for a trade this upcoming season. That's my prediction. I don't know who the fuck their GM will be, and Isaiah Thomas is not good, so whatever. Uh, (laughs) He gave his opinion on Rui. All right, you can give a question. Okay, uh, what are the Phoenix Suns doing? D-Book needs to get out of there ASAP. Well, um, I don't think... Uh, Phoenix Suns, they're doing Phoenix Suns like things, but this um rookie movie, rookie Rubio move that was uh recent isn't necessarily completely garbage, but like you know they should have shot for D'Lo instead, but shit happened, and honestly I feel like D Book will get out of Phoenix if they like if they're still literally in the same position and like don't win like more than thirty games in the next two years. That's my prediction on it. So, um, next you question. say thirty over the next two years. Yes. God dude, I don't even damn. Think wait, 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 wait. No, like, no, no, no. Not like 30 combined in the next few years. Like, like, if they can't reach Jesus. 30 wins this year or next year, it's wraps. Okay. That's so bad for me. I thought you said they can't win 30 in the next two years combined. Like, Jesus. Oh, no, no, no. Relax. Like, nah. Damn, they're not <laughs> that's that so bad. bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a Knicks bad. Nobody's that bad. Um, damn. <laughs> 
Is Detroit a good fit for Derrick Rose? I think so. I just wish he was a good fit somewhere with a better fucking team than the Pistons. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, okay. Players who will most likely demand a trade. You hit that one on the head with uh, Bradley Beal. Off tops, I don't really have any other ones in my mind. As I think now, Devin Booker like, will as well. This season, I don't think he will this year. I think... I don't know. I think after they start the season off on a bad note and they have won, like, five games by the All-Star break, he's going to be like, all right, fuck this shit. Get me out of here. Yeah. Because it seems yeah, like he's on the edge old. now. It feels like he's on the edge now. Mm-hmm. Honestly, he's just saw his man's d go back up to fucking... Golden State and shot that. I wonder how he feels, but that's neither here or there. I don't really think I can't really think any other player who can who would uh demand a trade because the season hasn't started yet, and they're not they're not that many narratives about players getting traded because a whole bunch of players been getting signed everywhere. So um, as of now, yeah, Bradley Beal and like as Rusty said, potentially D Book. Okay, what are your thoughts on the Clippers striking out in free agency? Well, they haven't technically struck it out yet. Uh, Kawhi could still go there, technically. And I think, mm-hmm. and at this point, it feels like the Clippers are just a weird option to me. Because it feels like if you're yeah. going to go to the Clippers, why not just go to the fucking Raptors? Because if you're going to the Clippers, all you're saying is, I'm not going to the Lakers. Because it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I don't want to play with two other superstars. I want to do my uh, own thing. Um... But uh, it just feels like the Clippers don't have a lot better to offer than the Raptors do, and you might as well just re-sign with a team you just won a championship with. The yeah, Clippers honestly, just feel like an unnecessary third option at this point, so they probably strike out. Uh, what do I think about that? I mean, uh, I get, all the Clippers memes are going to come back, unfortunately. You should have never traded Tobias Harris. <laughs> yeah. Eh. All, all that unloyalty is coming to back to bite them in the ass, so that's what's up. <laughs> what I think is Jerry West is a damn good uh, manager or owner or president of basketball operations, whatever the fuck he's doing. Uh, mm. Sorry, governor. Um, <laughs> he he does a great job, so they'll figure it out. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like if they, if they strike out after this year, then they might just like hit the, like, the reset button. Yeah. They brought back fucking... Patrick Beverly, so it seems like they're trying yeah, to remain competitive. Yeah, which is kind of shocking. Yeah. I mean, fuck, right, fuck so. Patrick Beverly, honestly. This dude acted <laughs> like he was going to go to the Bulls for so long, and then he just re-signs with the Clippers. He needed the fuck out of you guys. He was replying he to every to tweet it. asking for him to go to the Bulls, like, oh yeah, I'd love to play in Chicago. Fucking little bitch. Mm-hmm. Okay, so quick update. Um... The recording that you heard before this happened before Kawhi and uh, Paul George happened. Um, And ironically enough, we said in the podcast that Kawhi to the Clippers would never happen. So that's an L on our part. I was joking, guys. Huh? I was joking. Oh, yeah. You're trying to keep that record of predicting clean, huh? (laughs) Nah. Oh, no. My record's been fucked, dude. But, like, my, my, like, prediction record is supposed to be fucked like this. But, like, I have a good, like... I'm on my way to 500. Let's just say that. I'll tell you what. Not a single person could have predicted uh, Paul George going to the Clippers. 
the reason that um, that we said that the Clippers would not get Kawhi is that they can't get a second star. So there's no reason for him to go to the Clippers when they can't get a second star when the Raptors have Lowry and Siakam and the Lakers have LeBron and Anthony Davis. Like, clearly when you're looking at those options, the Clippers end up being the third best team unless you want to be your own man. So, I mean, the logic behind us saying he doesn't go there makes sense because not a single fucking person predicted Paul George to the Clippers. And I'll tell you what. That man, Paul George, his camp does a great job of making sure that shit doesn't get out. I mean, when, when, um... Paul, and specifically OKC as well with trades. Like, you never really hear rumors around OKC with trades. They just make trades. Like, um... Exactly. Paul George, when he was initially traded to the Thunder, not a single fucking person saw that coming. There was debates about the Lakers, a little bit of the Clippers, and there were some other teams that they were saying were trying to get in there. I think there was a Paul George to the Pelicans thing for a while, actually. Um... But not a single person. The Carmelo Anthony thing that happened like two years ago that came literally out yeah, of nowhere. Yeah, literally everyone was like, what the fuck? He got traded to, to OKC Thunder? We didn't even think they had any assets. Um, so yeah, OKC traded Paul George to the Clippers for five first round picks and two pick swaps as well as Shea Gilgis Alexander. And my first thought on that trade is it is an L. And a little, and a little yeah, yeah, that Danilo too. That too. <laughs> but he's not a part of the future. I, I think it's an L that they didn't trade for Landry Shamit. Like okay. I would have. I mean, I don't think he's like as big enough of, of a factor to consider that. I mean, I would rather like, have, have like six first round picks and Landry Shamit than seven first round eh, picks. Okay. Because I especially I mean, think because he's I, not big enough to weigh the scale to tip the scale over to me. Well, Your player is not big enough to tip over. Here's the, scale. the deal with Shamit. Um. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'm a hardcore Landry Shamit stan. I'm the only one. But when you saw what he... In college, he was a point guard. But in the NBA, he's basically been delegated to just doing, like, J.J. Redick-type stuff. But if you mm-hmm. gave him an opportunity in OKC, which he would get if he was there, he would be able to show off some more of his point guard ability. And I think the dude could be, like, an 18-point-per-game scorer. I mean, he averaged 13 without ever having the ball in his hands this year as a rookie. So, mm-hmm. I think he definitely yeah, could have been... Yeah, that's um, Yeah, they should... They, OKC definitely should have walked over that man, too. I'm surprised they didn't get him or, like, Lou Williams. Like, I wouldn't have done it without either of those two on my team. I need at least one of them. Well, it makes sense, because, if I mean, if you get Lou Williams, you're just immediately trading him. Same thing is going for Gallo, because I imagine they plan on trading Gallo, along with Russell Westbrook. Made a whole video on that that's mm-hmm. done very well. I appreciate that. Um, half of the comments are just talking about the way that I spelled Luca Semantic and the fact that Rashawn Holmes. You smell it? Did you spell it wrong? Oh, I spelled it way wrong, apparently. And I know you're saying it wrong. Am I? <laughs> I know you're saying it wrong. Is it like Semantic? Yeah, it's or Seminos something? or something like that. Okay. It's like Seminos. Whatever. He's fucking four. And he Don't can't quote me on that, though. He can't give me <laughs> shit for it. I can spell Giannis Antetokounmpo's last name without fucking Googling it, so you can suck my dick. Same, I can do that. Um, <laughs> I can do that, too. <laughs> let's see. Uh, Weird flex. I imagine Gallo gets... Oh, the other comment I got was that Rashawn Holmes went to the Kings, apparently. Fucking annoys me because... He did? Yeah, he did. It wasn't reported by any of the big sources, so I had no fucking idea. I didn't know, I didn't know about Dwayne uh. Dedman, either. 
Apparently the Kings just don't okay. fucking report when they sign dudes. Um, no, we talked about Dwayne Denman before. On a yeah, we did, but I week, but when you know? I first I mentioned that a team should sign Dwayne Denman, and then a bunch of people were like the Cel- or the the Kings already signed him. Um, mm-hmm. uh, besides for that, uh, but from OKC's perspective, uh, I think you know is a decent haul for Paul George. If you're one of these people that is like, oh yeah, OKC can still compete. Why the fuck would they trade Paul George for a bunch of draft assets if they were trying to compete? I understand he asked for a trade, but that doesn't mean if they you're could trying flip the assets if they like really wanted to, they could flip those assets like right now if for somebody if they really wanted. Yeah, to. Yeah, but you can't really do it for about. anyone better than Paul George. Well, yeah, you're right. You're right about that. But they could make the roster like even more well balanced than it than it, like it was before. That's fair, but I just think you're yeah. Now that they have Gallo. Now that they have Gallo, they can do that. Gallinari is he's, over he's under, underrated as shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So they could get another like mid someone. They get someone else on Gallo's level and just like pair him up with Westbrook again. They could really try to run this thing back, even though they're gonna fail like shit, you know? Because you know they have Russell Westbrook, but like it's it's worth the try if they really wanted to. You just, they don't you just let gotta go rebuild. <laughs> just rebuild. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think they should too. You're definitely not winning there's, there's a no championship s- with Russell Westbrook as your best player. I think you could borderline yeah. do it with Paul George as your best player. So you just traded your best player to what? Get a, a Gal- Gallinari and another guy on Gallinari's level? Like, that's kind of stupid. <laughs> I think that's yeah. pretty clear yeah, that that's a sign that they're trying to rebuild. So pretty much yeah. everyone on OKC is up for trade. Uh, I think... The best landing spot. I feel spot. bad for Steven Adams, man. Huh? <laughs> I feel bad for Steven Adams, man. Like I like the, I like him so much as a player. He's one of like the most he's one of the most likable dudes in the NBA. Yeah, he but just he's overpaid like, a fuckload shit. of money. And but because he's a good of that, player. no one's gonna trade yeah. for him. Yeah, man. It sucks. <laughs> it sucks. I would take him on my Hawks low key. Yeah, cause well, how long is his contract? I think he has like three more years on or something like that and his last year he gets paid like 27 million dollars which is crazy because yeah, you could do something in free agency next year i might not it might not be worth it um yeah i think the best landing spot for russell westbrook has to be the miami heat um yeah definitely the miami I can Heat agree with because that. even though i think Russ, russell and butler could be a little bit of an issue i also think at the same time they could possibly just say fuck all of that and elevate each other um yeah like dude remember we were like when we were talking about i think this is more about like uh just one-on-one couple when, the, when we weren't recording we were just talking about how like um jimmy butler he just went with the flow in miami you know because like the miami Heat, and you like you never you, you never know what could happen this is like one of those things that like you know i feel like maybe could like work in the favor of jimmy butler you know mm-hmm i mean i don't know that's what i was uh, there are not a lot of teams that both have bad contracts that they can trade as well as young assets that aren't so good that you don't trade them for Russell Westbrook like they have Ryan mm-hmm. Anderson's contract, Dion Waiter's contract, uh if you wanted to Goran Dragic's contract um yeah but I think if you kept Dragic played Russ at the 2 uh you could do Hell no. I mean uh, Dragic would be more off ball, and Russell Westbrook would be okay. like the main ball handler. But he's just playing the two because he's bigger. So like, especially if you got Jeremy Grant back from the 
Thunder as well, I think that could be a huge part of it because Jeremy Grant is amazing. Um, you yeah, made it. I love him too. Drogic, uh, Westbrook, Butler, Grant, and Bam Adebayo. That is a very solid starting five. And I'd say as long as there That'd aren't be any, nice as, hell. as long as there aren't any chemistry issues, um, I think that can be a top five team in the Eastern Conference. Maybe more like six. Respectable. Uh, really respectable. I like that. See, the only team that would like make a move for like Westbrook. I said this in like the video that I was just like editing before I was talking to you. Um, the only team that like that makes sense is like yeah, you're right. Miami Heat, like the Pistons, and like also a team like the Phoenix Suns. Those three teams, the Miami Heat, the Pistons, and like the Suns. They've been like they've been like the three teams in the league who who like who's like been stuck in a in a rut and like they've been like in like. Uh, they've just been stuck, and they, they can't go anywhere. You know, they pretty much have, like, almost nothing going for them. Yeah, the Phoenix Suns are, like, they have a bunch of young players, but, like, they really can't do none without, like, that immediate, like, superstar. They need team something to, really, to like, jump the gun on them. that team. Yes, exactly. Like, Russ is someone who could very well do that, and he'd make them, like, he could turn them into a playoff zone if he's being real. Did you... Eighth seed, maybe seventh seed? Yeah, I don't know. Did you watch, um... I think my evaluation of Russell Westbrook would be he makes, like, really good teams not as good as they could be, but he makes bad teams better than they should be. So Yeah, he's he's really good at carrying teams. That's what he is. Yeah, he's, but he's not really good at playing well with an actual good team. Um, yeah, and that's but, the Suns. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> did you watch my Russell Westbrook video? The last one? Yeah, I did. What did you think of my three-team yeah, trade like proposal? Four AM. Uh, wait. Okay, hold on. Give me a second. I think it was ugly as shit. I didn't like it. I don't think I liked it. <laughs> Who did it involve again? Uh, it had to do with the Spurs, right? No, it was Middleton to the Ooh. Rockets, Russell Westbrook, oh, yeah, to the Bucks, <laughs> and then like what was it? Like Eric Bledsoe, Eric Gordon, DJ Wilson, Clint Capella, and some picks to the Thunder. Yeah, I didn't like that. What the Thunder was doing, I was like, "What the fuck? What? Why would like? I don't. I don't think. Um, nah, I don't like that. I don't like that. Cause it's like, Giannis is Westbrook. It's yeah. It's not a. It's not a horrible fit, but it's not ideal either. And then like, what? what like, okay, Steve got. I was just like, what the fuck? Well, <laughs> you know? Clint well, Clint, uh, this is assuming that Stephen Adams is able to be traded, because Clint Capella is mm-hmm. like twenty four. Maybe even younger than that, so he can be a starting center replacement for the long term, and then yeah, um, DJ Wilson. I'm really high on that dude. He had a really good second yeah, year, like shot forty percent from three. I think he could be a versatile forward for a team. Like he's a pretty pretty great uh, model for like the starting four yeah, that you I want like, in twenty. I like him too. I like him, but. So, I just don't like what OKC's getting at. It. And it, like, I don't think they, I don't think they're gonna be able to trade, um, Stephen Adams and like adding Clint Capella just like more problems to me. And, and I, you won't, you just won't get like your that that's that trade right there is like they'd be getting robbed to me. The value doesn't equate. I mean, Rockets would be straight for them Bucks because of be Russell straight. Westbrook's contract. They're not gonna get an insane amount of value. Exactly. Yeah. But I definitely think Miami Heat, Justice Winslow, Tyler Hero, and then that's a, a first round pick or two. Yeah. That's 
a good trade for both sides. Yeah, either. And then you also would have to get back Dean Waiters and Ryan Anderson. That's still cool. Um, I take that. I take the take that shot to the nuts <laughs> in order to take in. I mean, Tyler if Hero. you're OKC, and you know, when you're a rebuilding team, you don't have to worry too much about bad contracts. Yeah. Um. So now let's talk about this from the Clippers' perspective. Holy shit, that defense, and holy shit, that offense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I I said that the Lakers were my favorite uh, for the championship this year. That was before Kawhi and Paul George went to the Clippers. I think they have to be my favorite now. Simply because Mm -hmm. I think a duo of George and Kawhi is pretty much equal to LeBron and Anthony Davis. Um, I think Kawhi is better than LeBron at this point. I'm sure you disagree. And then Paul George is like two or three steps below Anthony Davis. Huh? (laughs) He's not better than Anthony Davis. He's not close to Anthony Davis. I mean, Anthony Davis is like the seventh best player in the league, and Paul George is like the ninth. So seventh best. I mean, uh, I do think there's a okay. decent gap in talent, but uh, but um. Wait, you can name. I remember you can Paul name George was a fucking player. MVP candidate. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're definitely right about that. But you know, um, I can, yeah, I, I can name six best players: uh, Steph Curry, okay. James Harden, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard, okay. and um. Who is uh, Durant? Shit, I hate one. Durant, yes, thank you. And Giannis. Okay, that's that's where I don't know if he's better than Giannis. I don't know. He's if he's not better than Giannis. No, I don't. No, it's, we're talking about who's. These are players that are. Uh, I'm better at, than Anthony Davis. I meant to say that I don't know if Giannis is better than Anthony Davis, and also like I'm not like the he biggest. Definitely is, but I don't know. Though. I don't know about that. We'll have to see. I feel like a lot of people forgot just how good he is because this year was like a really weird year for AD. But you know that's not. The I definitely pro- know how good he is. But oh my god, whatever you say, man. Okay, keep that same energy. Okay, once freaking AD <laughs> says that he wants to join the fucking Pelicans. I'm not the Pelicans. Okay. The, the Bulls in like a few years from now. Okay, just keep that same energy. All right. <laughs> I mean, I would be happy about it, but that wouldn't change my opinion of how talented he is. But anyways, my point is, I think the duo of Kawhi and Paul George is pretty on par with the duo of LeBron and Anthony Davis. The difference is the Clippers have a good bit more depth and talent outside of the top two. They have Lou Williams, who can still average 20 points per game. Montrez Harrell is a great six-man. Zubat is a great shot blocker and rebounder. Not much else. Um, Patrick Beverly is a lockdown defensive player. Landry Uh, Shamit. Who else? (laughs) Landry Shamit. Why are you saying it like that? Really? It's Shamit. Legend of Winning said it like that in his last video. Really? It's Sham- Shamit, yeah. Shamit. And Le- Legend of Winning said that in his last video. Like, I got triggered. It's Landry Shamit. And you're going to hate me on um, my next video too, coach. <laughs> uh, I'm going to punch you. Uh, I'm going to burn your fucking shirt. Um, let's see. <laughs> hey, you look sexy as hell. Hey, oh, no homo. You look sexy as hell in that shirt, though. I know you, I, you told me. Every, you- I got a comment that was like, damn, I see you've been in the gym Rusty, your biceps look at him like, nah, it's just the shirt's a little tight on the arms. The vibe is running. Um, nah, you've been in the gym. Talk your shit a little bit, Rusty. Don't brush that shit off. You've been in the gym working. I have not. My arms are not much bigger than they were a month ago. It's not, wouldn't be noticeable. <laughs> um, anyways, so, I mean, how do you think about the fit between Kawhi and Paul George? The fit is damn near seamless, dude. Like, there's not none. Of, neither of them are like ball dominant, 
and like if they both really wanted to they could like do their thing they they're both like it's 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 peanut butter jelly dude honestly it's peanut butter jelly nothing can go wrong i think wrong. the one the one issue that could come from these guys is neither of them are really playmakers like that i think paul george is better than Kawhi leonard is but i mean Patrick Beverly's not a great playmaker. Neither is Lou Williams, and Landry mm-hmm. Shaman isn't either. So I think there could be some issues in terms of like it might just end up being a Kawhi ISO or a Paul George three pointer pretty much every possession, kind of like what happened with OKC's offense. But there'll be more shooting, and uh, Kawhi is a better player than Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Um, so it'll be a lot better. But I think even if this team was outside of the top ten offensively, which they won't be, mm-hmm. I still ha- I'd still have them as my favorite because that defense is going to be amazing. Yeah, you're the right. The one liability defensively is that Zubats is really bad outside of the paint. Mm-hmm. But I think it could work. Yeah. Um, yeah, you're right. Like, so yeah, you're definitely right about that. Their depth is crazy. Their depth is crazy. Yeah. I mean, they only lost Gallo and Shea Gildas-Alexander trading for Paul George. Like, that's pretty damn big. Yeah. So, um, like you were saying. Oh, yeah. I want to talk about the Raptors' perspective. Yeah. Um, I heard you I heard you say this on Twitter, I think. Uh, you said that they should um, re- rebuild, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Trade Kyle Lowry for a step. I don't think anybody's saying Kyle Lowry right now because that man's making like what thirty MZ and like Gasol's making like twenty six. There, there may be a team that may be yeah, interested. I'm, tired, in I'm tired of these fucking big contracts just holding people back. I know. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. They, they. I don't think they can rebuild. What they should be doing. This. Yeah, they can't rebuild. They shouldn't rebuild because they have like championship DNA in their roster right now. So you shouldn't just be willing to knock all that shit down. Just because you lost two two players, two very good players, what they should do instead of rebuilding is retooling, make adjustments. And I just, I don't think Pascal can be the, anywhere close to the best player on a really good team. So I just think, become bad, like make your team bad. Let Pascal just do his thing. Uh, Average like 25 points per game, which will be slightly inflated, and then just get a decent draft pick and try to go from there. Um, I also want this because it makes the playoff race easier for the Bulls. Okay. <laughs> okay, this might be because I think if they stay competitive, they'll definitely be they'll definitely be better than the Bulls if they just stuck with what they have now. Yeah, they're definitely like um, a top six seed team in the NBA as is with the roster they have right now. Because that starting lineup, I mean, the wing depth definitely hurts after that. What happened to Jody that man? Jody Meeks would officially be their <laughs> backup shooting guard. Yeah, uh, what happened to that man, Oji Anunobi? Like, I haven't heard Jack. He had an shit injury that kept him out for a couple of months. That is crazy. I mean, the starting lineup would be Lowry, Norman Powell, Oji Anunobi, uh, fucking Pascal Siakam, and Marcus Saul. Mm-hmm. OG, I think, is like a borderline starter. Norman Powell, unless he keeps up what he was doing in the playoffs for a little bit there, I don't think he's a starting caliber shooting guard. I mean, I think they can be like a six or seven seed without yeah. Kawhi, but yeah. Yeah, they're still getting that ass booted out of the first round for show for show. But you saw Ujiri, that man's a... He's, he's a genius. A genius, exactly. And he needs to do more genius shit and figure out a way to land another star. 
I don't know who the hell he's going to trade this time. It can't be Siakam, and I highly doubt it'd be someone like Kyle Lowry because that man is, he's getting, he's slowing down. He's starting to slow down. He had a down year last year, and he's making a fuckload of money. So that's going to be tough, but they need to do something. Don't it read. might not even be possible to trade him. Yeah, unless they, like, attach some, like, hella picks or some shit like that. You know what they should have done? Fucking, they should have should have gone for D'Lo. They should have done something to get him. Yeah, I guess they weren't. I think that was all about timing, where they weren't quite ready to, uh, where they weren't sure if Kawhi was going to leave or not. Yeah, I think, yeah, you're Because right. I think the option came down to the Raptors or the Clippers, and if the Ra- or if the Clippers were able to pull off a Paul George trade, then he was going to the Clippers. Yeah, he just wanted to uh, play with anyone who had Paul George. So yeah, unless you got anything else to add, I'm ready to wrap this up. Oh yeah, we did we talk about the Lakers? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, take a fucking L, Laker. <laughs> nah, it's not an L. It's not an L at all. You can't call that They missed L. out on so many role players you just know for Kawhi why they did, to though. not it's sign like They with just them. sat there and let him sign with everybody else. You know why. You know a lot of these exactly role players are getting overpaid. I mean, yeah, you have to. If not, like, Danny Green got overpaid by, like, three mil. If the Lakers didn't offer him 15 mil a year, then the, he would have signed with the Mavericks for, like, 12. So it had to be done. They and it's not like him, it, did they offer him 15 mil a year? Yeah, they did. Yeah, no, no, no. The, the Lakers were giving him 15 over two years. Yeah, over two years. 15 over two years. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. All you made it sound worse than it is. Um, oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, no. I mean, I think they can get Kyle Korver and Andre Iguodala if he gets bought out, and that'll they'll still be That'd solid. Be nice. That'd be nice. That'd be really but nice. He'd be helpful. So starting I lineup. About defense. I hate dude. Look, and they got they got lineup? they got Quinn Cook on a good deal. Uh, I think okay. I honestly think Quinn Cook is a better player than Rajon Rondo, but Rondo will probably start. Hell no! So. You are smoking. What the fuck, Quinn Cook? What? Quinn, Quinn Cook? Cook is good. Quinn Not Cook is good. I was Hell surprised no. he got such a cheap contract. I don't think Rondo helps you win that much. Dude dribbles the ball he, until he can get an assist, and he's a bad shooter and not a good defensive player. Quinn Cook, he, just straight up, just for the fact that he can shoot a three ball well, is the main reason I would start him. But you are I think blind Rondo as fuck, dog. <laughs> You're blind nah. as fuck. Just pay you, attention you, to you all just the other that Quinn, Quinn does. Pay attention to all huh? the other things that Quinn does on the court. That's what you need to do. Aside it doesn't from matter. Shooting. Doesn't matter. Quinn's a good shooter. No. That's enough. No, no. So I were, depth dude, chart. I shut, up, shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Depth depth chart. <laughs> Rajon Rondo, Danny Green, LeBron James, Kyle Kuzma, Anthony Davis, and then off of the bench, Quinn Cook. Uh, what's the name of that shooting guard they signed? KCP. They fucking, huh? No, I don't think KCP. they signed him yet. Um, yeah, they did. They re-signed him. Did they? Okay. Yeah. And I guess KCP. They also signed that dude that used to play for the uh, the Suns, the really good three-point shooter. Troy Daniels. I, I, I think KCP is ass, so I would also play Troy Daniels, too. Uh, and then Kyle Korver, I guess. He played some four a little bit in Cleveland, so maybe that could be the solution. Kyle and then Korver? Andre Gudala at the three. He did. He played a good amount of time at the four in uh, Cleveland. Only sure? at times. Oh, yeah, oh man, only at weird. times just because, just because you know, you don't want Kyle Korver getting bodied. But yeah. And then Alex, backup dude. center, JaVel McGee. 
if if I'm being that's real, not awful. If but. I'm being real. Quinn Cook is not even better than Alex Caruso to me, dude, to be honest. We clearly have vastly different opinions on Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook is nice. He's not no he's not he's not like the best guard. He's like the third best guard on that team, dude. I don't think Alex Caruso has enough of a sample size to say that he's better. I know towards the end of the season he was balling out, but I've watched I mean, him it's very, even in his rook even in I'd, his rookie year he was straight. Yeah, he, he's good. He just got limited opportunities. We'll see, though. Either yeah. way, I think they're all right in terms of depth, but they could have been a lot better. So I think yeah. they kind of took an L see. waiting on Kawhi, especially being that it turns out that the Lakers really were never an option for Kawhi. Dude, this is, this is what I was saying. Like, a whole, like, two weeks ago when I was talking, I was like, man, I low-key do not want the Lakers to get Kawhi, and I wish they didn't. I wish the Lakers were like, screw Kawhi. We don't need him. What they should have done was just focus on all the top-tier role players so they can, you know, play, you know, match up with any other team in the league. AD and LeBron was just Marcus enough. Marcus Morris for $10 million a year to the Spurs. Like, if the Lakers could have given him 12 I think that would have been a good deal. Exactly, dude. I really wish they would have gone guys like him, Terrence Ross, all those other dudes. But man, they got to settle for freaking... Quinn Cook, DeMarcus Cousins. Good lord. And speaking of DeMarcus Cousins, man, oh my god, he's getting paid even less than last year. Yeah, it's a sad story, but dude, at the end of the day, dude's still a millionaire, so You're I right. think he'll live. <laughs> You're right, man. You're right. I just, I don't like that fit either on the Lakers, really. Unless he's like coming off the bench. What do you think the starting line is going to look come. like? He's, he's going to come off the bench. Oh, I completely forgot to Marcus Cousins. I'm stupid. I said JaVel McGee. Yeah. <laughs> That's so sad. Yeah. I mean, they might try and start him and bring Kuzma off of the bench because they don't really have a real four off of the bench. Mm-hmm. I could. I guess hey, I could see don't, that dis- happening. Don't ever in your life disrespect Jared Dudley like that. What the fuck, man? <laughs> what the hell? This man just said he a real four. Dudley. Jared Dudley. Oh, my God. Okay, on that note, (laughs) I think we're done. Uh, So thank you for checking out the Hoopscast. Like and subscribe. Hit 1,000 subscribers recently. That was dope. Let's make it some more. And thanks for watching. Peace.